Hi, Kath. Hi, Don. Open up my window to substitute So uh, Sophie's here, Nico's here, and a really special guest we're so excited Yay. for. I've been calling you Susan of the North, but what is your full name? Susan Hintz Epstein, but I work in the North a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll see what I'm talking about. So first of all, uh, I'm going to tell you, uh, I don't. Susan doesn't know this part of our story. What story is that? So the story I don't know the is, story. I don't, I know, know I don't tell say. you anything because you always ruin it. So um, about two months ago, uh, in front of my house, there's a street festival that happens every year. We've talked about it yes. when we do free advice for a dollar. And this year it was scheduled three uh, the day of Sophie's due date. Now where I usually have a big open house and a party and we go out front with a whole setup to do free advice for a dollar. This year, we didn't plan anything because little Nico was coming. It was exactly on the due date. It was exactly on the due and date. And we were just like, what if she goes into labor while there's like right. 15,000 people? We can't plan. It's like, what are we going to do? So, you know, going up to, I would say up till a week before Sophie was having the baby, the whole time the street festival was brought up, it was a non-event for us. We weren't going to do it. We weren't going to do it. It was a non-event. We were, I was making alternative plans. We were really focused on Sophie. Well, Sophie had the baby on Tuesday prior to that weekend. Um, and you heard that story and it was wonderful and great. And Kathy and I actually took a lot of time off to be able to help Sophie like sleep over, but her and Caleb were naturals. They didn't really need us. So by Thursday or Friday, Kathy, I, I kept saying Kathy was like calling me. <laughs> I was so annoying. I was annoying. She was very annoying. I had something gnawing at me. I'm like, we have to go. There's we a have to do it. We have, we to, have do. to do it. And I was like, even if it's a short time, the first time she said, I was like, Kath, we didn't plan. It's too late. It's going to be hot. La la la. She had this stuck in her craw. Really? She wouldn't let it go. Mm. And even like, the, and usually Kathy's usually late. Yeah. Kathy usually forgets stuff. Um, even for things that we plan. She is like, I'm yeah. just telling the truth. What? That's what you are this day. On this Saturday, she showed up fucking crazy early. <laughs> she showed up with everything and then some. She was raring to go. And she said, spirit says we have to be outside today. And I'm like, all right. And it had nothing to do with money. It didn't have to do with, mm -hmm. I wasn't like, oh, we're going to. I was just like, spirit. There's a reason. We, there's a reason. Maybe it's somebody we have to meet. So I had no idea. I had no idea. And lo and behold, we were set up for five minutes and I look across the street and there's a little sandwich board that says psychic. And Kathy and I usually chuckle and laugh and make fun of psychics who have put their who put their uh, uh, signs out. You know, uh, we don't make fun. We, I don't okay, make fun. I don't. don't Donna does. Donna makes fun. We're skeptical I of those support. gypsy palm readers no, with I, neon signs. I yes, am. But I'm just saying I do support. I'm not a jealous psychic. Do. I encourage. Right. Please. That's She's true. the one that's like. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, look, a psychic, psychic across the street. But I was like, but when we looked at you, I was like, we like her. Energy. I love her. I just went. 
And I what said, and then I said, but it was the lady next door that we were like, what is she kept on circling us? You had a neighbor that was doing something else. Yeah. 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 You're pointing. She's pointing. And I was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and she kept circling. But then Susan, you came over and right away. <gasps> I was in love. I was like, Kathy was in love with you. I also well, was enamored. I was like, I saw your sign and I just loved I saw your sign and I loved the Lucy reference to the peanuts. Yeah. And I said, anybody with a sign that cute, I want to meet them. Oh, that's so cute. I just have to see what they're doing. <laughs> you, yeah, you're just, your energy, I just felt so humbled. I felt like... And you immediately did a trade real right there was very the quick. Spot. I was like, yeah, I'll do a reading. What do you do? I just said, what do you do? What, do you, what is your thing? And I was like, because I know that I feel like I have to know about what you're doing. Yeah, and you pulled a rune, and it was spot on for what we were there for. Yes, yeah, yeah it really so, was. It was about, and I remember what it was. It was about, you said, you know, this is the time for, it was about uh, my voice as the wind. Yeah. What are we doing? So. What are we doing? Right. So, Susan, you came over, and you, uh, your tool, Kathy uses cards, and her intuition, she often doesn't need cards, and you use runes. My Yeah, the runes are my tool. And runes are, runes are ancient Scandinavian. I call them symbols. They are an alphabet, but they also have an esoteric meaning for divination, for, in the old language, they called it galder, magic working. Magic working. Mm -hmm. Magic working. And as today we have like Abraham and Esther Hicks with uh, manifesting work, okay. runes can be used to manifest. What they do is... Once you understand the meaning of the symbol, you can tune into that symbol to manifest your need. So these runes are probably between 1,500 and 2,000 years old. They go back to around the time of Christ when there was a lot of disruption of the local tribes, people by the Romans conquering everything. So I think that the people, the Scandinavians who came in contact with it liked the idea of something to preserve their knowledge. Yeah. And they created an alphabet that's very simple. It's um, straight lines mostly, but they could they scratched them in wood. Does it look like hieroglyphics? Uh, no, not really. Somewhat. No, somewhat. But not, not really. really. I, let no. me draw a couple out, and I can show the camera just sort of what they oh, look like. Okay. So, well, when we're going to do a video. Oh, she's yeah. doing it right now. So yeah. this For is our, a simple one. Yeah. This yeah. is movement. So they look like letters because some of them... And the these are small stones. They fit, you know... This is another simple one called Stan. It, it's for foundation. It means stone. Okay. Foundation. This... And, yeah. I'm sorry. This one is about need, but in understanding what your need is, you can often find a solution to a problem. Mm -hmm. So it's not always to be taken with terror. Yeah. And this is a rune of change. We're going to go over yeah. all of this through the video if when we video for our Patreon subscribers. Yeah, so but thank you for showing us they're small stones and they could be also wood, right? Other material. I have made them on wood. Yeah. Oh. I think I have oh, a set with me if you want me I to show. I think that's the one that you used. Um, yeah, that's the I think that's yeah. The, yeah. yeah. We can bring those. Do you out know, later. can I just say how how uh, I was my self-esteem was so up that I could read M&Ms? And then like, <laughs> you bring this. I was so proud of myself and impressed. And then you and come back. Like, I was a like, here's a language thousands of years ago. 
dummy. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I have a lot to learn. I got a lot to grow from. It's so humbling. Oh, what was the first we time? We all do. <laughs> when was the first time you connected with the runes? Back in 2013 in January, I undertook a study. It was one of those long, cold winters, and I had nothing to do. I was stuck in the house, and I looked for a book on my husband's bookshelf, and I, my eye fell upon a book called Rune Power by Kenneth Meadows. And I had looked at the ruins before, but never really connected with them. Yeah. But for some reason, at this point in time, the energy just started downloading itself into my mind. I would meditate with one a day. I love that. Until I got through the whole rune deck. And then a few days after that, it was the time of the full moon. And my husband and I work with the nature spirits on our land because we're shamanic practitioners. And the Creek woman, yeah. the female aspect of the Creek, hooked me up to the Norns. So my life has never been the same since. And the Nords are whom? The ancient Scandinavian goddesses of fate and destiny mm -hmm. is the easiest way to introduce them. Um, there are three goddesses who came in into the Norse pantheon and they brought with them time. They sort of govern the weave. They understand the, um, the laws of consequences, mm -hmm. you know, actions and karmic reaction. There's a lot one can say about them. I can I, I just want to add something to what I am, I love when you talk, be, like when you speak, it's, I can't help but just look at your beautiful eyes and just hear your voice and the vibration of your energy is just incredible. And what is so fascinating is what we've been talking about, if uh, people who are, are Patreons, is the inspiration, I do inspirations of the, of the week. And this inspiration was really about what inspired me is, uh, I had a client who came to see me and who was so knew she was spiritual. She, she felt very powerful, but not really hadn't opened to maybe the availability of different aspects of spirit. And so going through, uh, this has been several months, um, we were able together she felt the same. She, as, as soon as I interest, introduced her to the Native American wheel, like as soon as we started, she was like, <gasps> that's it. And her, her whole demeanor, her whole energy, everything just shifted. And she has been practicing this specific, um, this specific direction, path, path yeah. uh, spiritually. And it, it's, it's life changing. And that's how I felt when I met Gabriel. That's why I knew my, my, my energy is through, uh, old Catholicism, old Jesus, mm -hmm. like Jesus. And that's the energy. Mm -hmm. You just know when it feels right. And I think that's a great message of when you find something that you just can't help click with. And what we, yes. so what you're inspiring us to do is say, trust that because your, your life is never the same. As long as you're open to, to feel that opportunity to come. That's exactly right. You have exactly to allow right. your opportunities to come. Being open to synchronicity, you know, is a is a oh my is god, a, is stop right there. It's being a open to synchronicity. I think is the title of a book. I'm sorry, I just need to stop stop right there. Open, be open to synchronicity. That's so profound. It's, it's amazing. So it's, I didn't mean to stop you. Continue. Okay. But but being able to recognize when things are beyond coincidence because it happens too often. Or as you her. told me this beautiful story of a hawk flying over your head yeah. this morning <laughs> when some yeah, of yeah. the north was coming. Yeah. <laughs> or this morning <laughs> and yesterday I connected with a heron because I work with heron energy. And yeah. yesterday a hawk came overhead. And hawk is all about the details. Yep. Yeah. You know, yeah. seeing the details and, you know, maybe looking for 
the synchronicity. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, we were outside uh, uh, killing time. Uh, we ha- Kathy has a Mary statue from our friend Anna uh, that we put out there in honor of our dad and his energy and Kathy. And we connect with Mary. Um, I connect with her on a goddess level. And so we planted around her. And I was like, oh, let's trim the weeds. And we were just out there working with Mary. It was very Mary. natural. We were having a good and time together. And I looked together. up and there's this beautiful hawk just slowly <laughs> was so slow over us. over us. And I look up and I was like, the Susan of the North <laughs> sent her familiar I to said, tell us that she's she on her arriving. way. And the way we talked too, it was like, I felt like I had to wear <laughs> and like you, a fur vest. <laughs> I felt like I had to wear a fur vest. And you arrived and within moments. It I was, was like, perfect. I was like, okay, she's coming. And you did. In fact, <laughs> come at that time. Well, Carol did my arrival. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. like Game of Thrones. So in, um, I want to go Island. back to, cause uh, like spirituality. <laughs> Sorry. Kathy's, Kathy's doing stream of consciousness. Um, like, I want to go back to something that you mentioned when you connected with the runes. Do we need to take a break, Fozzie no, Bear? No, I'm good. Let's take it down a notch. No, I'm good. I'm just, I'm having a laughing fit. Okay, go ahead. Yes, She's now's not the time. The, She's in touch with the ecstasy. With thank the, you. <laughs> thank you. I am in touch with the ecstasy. First it's of all, all part of the shamanic journey. Let's <laughs> allow. Thank you. Let's allow. Thank God she's here. Thank you. Thank you. I love when I have backup. I Susan love when I have probably sit in between us. <laughs> <laughs> that wolf energy. When we, when we Put do the that. wolf energy in your pocket. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 I'm I want to go back. Yes. To how um, I like what you said, Kathy, be o- being open to the synchronicity. And just like you said, the runes, they spoke to you, you connected and you meditated on the book, right? You just studied the deck. And it was just that simple, not that simple, but it wasn't really a deck. I misspoke before, but I studied the rune in the book. In the book, the symbol. I I put the symbol to my third eye. I have a Uh very strong third eye as as an artist, Mm -hmm. visual reference. And I got visions for each rune. So I wrote down in my journal, I wrote down the vision I saw. And then I went back to the book and wrote down the key points from that. So I would have the reference point to go back to. I love that. And very often my vision was in accord with what the rune said in the book. I just want to stop you right there because one of the things that Kathy says on a reg- on the regular about tarot cards is that you can study the book and memorize the book and look at that. But if you don't have your own interpretation, your own feeling, Kathy often will say, this is the card of the day and this is what the book would say, but this is what I see. Yeah. And I think Mm -hmm. that people out there get hung up with, um, they're not an expert on whatever the tool is, the crystals, the runes, the tarot deck, whatever it might be. And you just reinforced a regular lesson that Kathy says, which is you make it your own with your own, you know, meditation is the key. What does it mean to you? How do you identify? Because let's add to that too, because it's, we're all individuals and we're all going to have our unique connection with source spirit. So how things will appear to you or to you or to you are always going to be a little bit different, but there is some essential unity in the meaning of that symbol that will always have something coherent with all of our experience of it. There's a common denominator. Absolutely. There's a common denominator. We're all trying to get to that well of water and how we get to it. And one of the yeah. things that, oh my God, you just hit upon, you know, when I'm in my book that I'm working on, I talk about 
the runes is a path to the well of soul. Oh. So we can go into that later. But I just don't want to lose the thread of my thought yeah. right now that, that um, the spiritual pathway is a pathway to becoming more conscious, more awakened, more enlightened. It doesn't mean all of us are going to become a Buddha or a Christ, but we are Amen. going to be awakened to the, our potential fullest individuality. So what comes of that, and, and I'm not fond of books on the runes because they tell you divinatory meanings for everyday life, which can be useful if you're seeking guidance for everyday life. But as I've understood them through the rune row in more detailed work with them, which I'm also developing ways of teaching, but they, they add up in sequence to a very old pathway toward conscious being and becoming. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I kind of want to make out with you right now. <laughs> She's so like, a, she does that all the time. She does that I all the time. Like, I'm falling, honey, I'm falling in love. I, yeah, I, I know. I'm spoken for myself, but I'm falling in love with you right here, right now. Every every word you're saying, is it resonates so yeah. clearly. I think it's refreshing when, you know, especially being a spirit, I say spiritist, but a spiritualist, and there's just so many ways to get there. And it, it, there is no one way. And this is why we have these conversations. And when you have that validation from an outside source, such as yourself, which is, you know, we've only met one other time, and then a couple mm-hmm. times via email. But the connection is so deep. It's like, I feel like we've just we've all hung out so many times. Well, we may have. Uh, yeah. We probably and have. Probably. Yeah. The veil or another. That's right. And so I, great. and it's, uh, that is a ver- very refreshing and it's, and it's good because we're talking about it and, and our listeners are going to resonate in some way to say, you know what, you're going to recognize that you attract who you are. You are, you attract the likeliness of your destiny through people to learn from. Like I am not, I always say this, like I, I do, I've been doing this for a very long time, you know, but I will never be a master. You, to master something, you, you know, is a very, I feel like is a, is a very ego, ego-driven ideology. And so I am always learning. And so I'm attracted to other spirits uh, in our 10%, in our human realm, who I say, I know I can learn something. Teach me something. Remind me of something. Humble me with something so that I can go back and say, okay, I have to reflect and change. And that's what I get from, that's what I get from you. And I love that. That is so true. And, and I was just doing a walk yesterday and I met someone who works with the fairy realm spontaneously, like I met you two. So I learned a couple of things from her about working (laughs) with feathers and wind. Kathy does not like the fairy world at all. I have a, I have. She has a thing. I have such a dream. It's, I get emotional and I just get very angry. About <laughs> she wants to kick in fairy doors. I just want to get, I have said, that is the <laughs> one realm thing. in my, in my, in my realm work so funny. that I've, in my shamanic work that I've done, it seems that I have some very, uh, reincarnative, uh, anger towards the fairy world <laughs> that disrespected me because I didn't listen. And apparently <laughs> I was some kind of authoritative person in that realm and so i have to go through a healing with that and i know that a lot of you that are listening are like what the fuck, the fuck? is she talking about <laughs> so uh but the bottom line is i'm not a fan of fairies but i have to i have to but start being yes. one with them but being open to I'm open being open to other people See, triggered and me? how they find she just mentioned fairies she's like i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> 
No, I think on the contrary. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I think on the contrary. I immediately was like, well, she's a shaman sitting right here. She can help I can't. I don't think, I, so if funny. anybody has seen the fifth element, <laughs> I will show up. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. We're going to, I was going to say, we're, finish what? Oh. oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was just going to say, and she showed me a few, because you were talking about learning and yeah, always being yeah. open to learning. And this very nice woman showed me some things about working with the wind and using oh, it to amazing. help heal yeah. the planet. Yeah. So that's sort of where I'm at. So we're going to take a break right now. When we come back, I want to hear about the wind things. You yeah, just did you're talking about the workshop wind, yeah. at Omega, right? And uh, and then I also want to talk about your connection to all those people in the north and how you helped me connect with somebody who I I'm gonna cry. Take a break. Don is crying. Okay, we're back. That was good. That was a good break. So I know. So uh, let's talk about, let's first talk about your week and what you've learned in the book that you just brought with us. Oh yeah, you, you went to Omega? I yeah. went to Omega for Winds of Spirit class with the practical shaman, Renee Barabo. Nice. And she has some tools that people can use to migrate their life in a better way yeah. or an easier way. Um, did so you photograph the book I, before? I did. I photographed it before. It's called Winds of Spirit. This is the book, my bookmarker. And I hooked up with Renee about a year and a half ago on Facebook. She has a group called the Wind Clan, which is Love a that. group of very supportive women. Mm-hmm. You know, not just women, but m- more women than men, but it's for everybody who are on the spiritual path and she has the wind cards. Her book deals with, she has 32 wind gods in the back here. Mm-hmm. But to get to that. Now, I just want to uh, be more specific when you say uh, shaman or shamanic. You're meaning, um, is it a Native American um, path? Is it a, what kind of path is it? The word shaman, and you can read Michael Harner, The Way of the Shaman. It comes from a Siberian tribe called the Tungus, meaning, and it's more than a medicine man or woman, more than a holy man or woman. The special thing about a shaman is that you can do a journey, a soul journey, mm-hmm. to get the information you need to heal the land, heal people, heal yourself, mm-hmm. your own shadows. And Renee had a vision of the winds. And she discovered that all of the winds were creator gods. All of the mythologies from around the world, the creator gods were all wind gods. And if you think about Christianity, Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit, spirit comes from the Latin word spiritus, Mm -hmm. meaning wind. So when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we're talking about the holy wind. And we all have breath. We Mm. all have that in common. Over the centuries of this planet and the winds blowing around the world, we may have shared breath ourselves with the Buddha, Jesus Christ, right. or Genghis Khan. Right, right. Sure. You know, there I am. I'm always so, mentioned. 
or the, the trees or right. the animals, mm-hmm. the bugs, the fish, anything you can think of. We're connected. We're all connected. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. We're connected by wind. I never, I'm not familiar at all with that concept. Well, we talk about, new. yeah, it's very <laughs> emotional. Well, it's emotional because it, I know it makes sense. Like when we talk about quantum physics, sometimes it doesn't make sense to people. Like, you know, when we, uh, I know for the mixer, we were talking with Nancy and we were talking about quantum physics that we all share the same, you know, atoms, that we're all connected from Jesus, that we're all like impacted together in some way. And I think that when uh, you are talking about the wind, it just, it just makes it so beautiful. It just makes sense that we've all, we all breathe the same air and that we are all connected in life and it's a matter of accepting that we are not in this alone and that we're all made up together and that's what the exploration is exactly that's what that's what i love about how you explained it and that's why we're so emotional because it's so beautiful well our other sister uh, gave me a metaphor years ago that our soul we carry around our soul like a bucket of water and if somebody kicks it with a piece of truth we cry yeah so sometimes sophie i'm just sophie said she was getting emotional when you were talking you and i are a lot alike in how our bodies work unfortunately i'm so sorry you have a bad stomach because of me <laughs> so it's on his fault, <laughs> it's all my fault. It's the, it's not, all... not the mom but <laughs> she has my stomach um and other things and we have similar reactions we react kind of the same way and when i uh, feel a spiritual truth, which is why I started to cry. But what I was saying about my reading with you is, um, I want you little, to talk about that. A little spiritual truth, like kicked my bucket and I, I spilled a little tear. And so it's not like emotional sadness, crying. I call it like truth tears. Oh yeah. You know, and, it rings truth like goose pimples. Yeah. I, like I, that. I get a little teary, you know, yeah. I, you had, a, you were able to have a reading with, yeah, you know what's, um, so why don't you tell it goes, cause we go back yeah. to when, uh, we did a little thing, maybe <laughs> we six, a we do a thing. lot of little things. <laughs> we, I don't know. I, I gotta be more, <laughs> we robbed a seven <laughs> 11. <laughs> Not that thing. Not that thing. The, the other, other thing. thing. The other thing yeah. is, is when you were going through a transition yeah. of your own spirit guides yeah. and you were like, Kathy, I think that I've, you know, I've, I've I felt abandoned Yeah. at some point, And I don't expect everybody to understand this, but I know that, um, Susan, so you just help explain me with it. that. You know, so, just explain it. um, my whole life. And if you've been a listener of the podcast a long time ago, I told the story about, um, one of my spirit guides when I was, Lit, when I, from when I was little was a native, uh, uh, it, the shape was a like kind of a faceless, large Native American that in my visions, uh, if I was sitting next to him like you and I are, you lo- he looked like a regular sized person. And then if we were standing, he was enormous like a silo and I couldn't put my arms around him with me for all my life. And, um, but my teenage years, I was very, I was a atheist, existential crisis. God is dead. This world is shitty. Not possible. And then I went on a, you know, things happen the way, you know, things start making sense to you. People come into your life. I started finding my spiritual sense. And around that time, I did a workshop where it was like, meet your spirit guides. And, uh, 
I had a profound like meeting with this image and I, I, you know, my skeptical self was like, I don't know how real that is. And our other sister was like, uh, that was who was only 17 months younger than me. Kathy and I have a large age difference. So we have, so my, uh, childhood memories usually involve, uh, our other sister. And she said, Donna, that was your imaginary friend. And I was like, it was, I had no memory. And then at my grandmother's funeral, there was a box of drawings. And lo and behold, there's a drawing of me with a very large Native American, because I drew the one feather and the headband. And um, it rang true. And then, and then uh, I you know, found my Wiccan self, found my path, my goddess worship, blah, blah, blah. And as I'm going through menopause, uh, about a year and a half ago, I suddenly felt untethered on that, you know, during meditation, I started feeling like there was a, a vortex. I couldn't connect, you know, like when you're having a dream and you can't reach that person's hand. And that started to happen to me on a spiritual level. And I had confessed to Kathy, like, I am just loose when I would do yoga. I had to actually apologize to Susanna, our yoga teacher and listener of the podcast, that if I just start spontaneously crying during Shavasana, anytime I was in a dark, not dark, quiet place, I was panicking on a, on a level, not a you spiritual know, level, on a spiritual on level. Yeah. And I couldn't control when it happened. It was all the time in the car, in the shower, when I was sleeping, when I was meditating. And I actually kind of stopped my meditation in the morning and that had been going on for a, for a long while. Time. And then we did a, and then we did a ritual. It was a letting go ritual like a year ago uh, or a little more than a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, Donna, I was like, let's see, you know, you're going to start embracing. And all I said, I think the only thing I could pick up because you had to figure it out. Yeah. There's nothing that I could have said mm-hmm. to have her because you yeah. have to find your own thing. But I did mention that I felt like your spirit was opposite, that it was now more cold because you know, you do deal with fire because you are, you yeah. have, you have yeah. fire, valic yeah, energy. Yeah, earth and fire were very, <laughs> earth, earth and fire earth, for yeah. decades spoke and, to me. And I was like, in I, my magic. I felt opposite. I felt like it was yeah. cold. You I were, felt it was, I, and then you, I started doing these meditations where the imagery was old and wavy yeah. and dark yeah, she's, I know yeah. she's feeling it. She's feeling and it. And then I sit down. <laughs> I sit down with you, Susan, at the street festival. Wait, can I just say okay, something? Go ahead. I said, Donna, here's twenty bucks. Yeah, go get a reading from from Susan. She's gonna help you. She's gonna. I knew you could help her. And I was thinking the setting. It was a street festival. There's fried Oreos to next to us. No, what's There's more perfect people. than that? <laughs> I don't understand this. Fried and, dough and, and I and, sat and down. Find your spirit guide near the fried dough. And I I. Personally, what's funny is that uh, that was in July. In May or in the springtime, I had read Neil Gaiman's Norse mythology book. I ate it up like somebody gave me cake for breakfast, and I never really felt connected. You know, I always felt connected to, like I say, earth and fire. And so, mythology in that, except for Freya, I have a funny Freya story, but um, I had to learn her during my goddess um, stuff. You know the story in Brazil when I prayed to Freya? No, it's a funny story. It's another. Well, can we make that? Can you get topic. to the anyway, point? Anyway, stay on topic. Stay on topic. Stay anyway. on target. Stay on target. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Susan. So, 
Well, it's so fast. The subject's so fast. Um, sitting down with Susan, and she started talking about her Norns. And I was like, oh, yeah, I just read that book. I don't really feel that. Okay. I think I thought I approached you on an intellectual level. And 20 minutes later, you had gotten to my spirit in a way I was like, I couldn't even eat like that night. She could not wait to I, tell me. She and was I so was excited. up all night reading what you told me to read. And then when you sent me your chapter, which you said, and I'll let you talk about it. Um, I think I've read it three times. It's very dense, I will say, um, because I can understand, like, you chalk a punch. You know, you, you are just chock full of information. So I sat down with you, and you said, here are the Norns. This is what, this is what I see for you. Do you remember? I remember more than that. Okay. I remember, yeah. I remember describing, because I also work with Hela, who is the yes. Norse goddess of the dead. And she's not so much dead as in terms of witchy voodoo demonic like the church would have you believe. Like Donna. <laughs> Punch. <laughs> she's really about, she takes care of the, the spirits of the dead. She works with the Norns to oversee the patterns of rebirth and the blueprints for life. Because she knows the souls that are ready to come back into life and those who still need time to rest and heal from their ordeal of life. But she's about also about the small deaths that lead us to new beginnings, the life transitions, the changes, the hard times. And as a goddess of death, she can be cold and impartial, but she has to be because of the job she has. It's her nature. But I have also found her to be... <laughs> Kathy's giving me the side I like. If there's any description of me, that's spot on. I have also found her to be very compassionate and a great listener. She has helped me to get through some of... Part of working with these energies and part of becoming clearer to be a channel for other people or to be a clearer channel for the light to come through, even when working with the shadow, it's to clarify, because without light we wouldn't see shadows. But part of that is to get rid of our own stuff. I'm just going to go, stuff. Yeah. Right. So she was, because she's such an impartial and compassionate listener, I was able to go back to my childhood memories of things that were very painful and find acceptance and welcoming in a way she was a, as a mother to me in that aspect where the mother I had couldn't face the issues of the things that were going on at the time. I don't want to criticize anybody or any being, but I just, and it's interesting because in South America they call death Santa Muerte. So they give it the aspect of a saint. Mm. So it's just, I don't know, all these little things come together. It just fascinates me. But yeah, being open to synchronicity. Yeah. Going back yeah. to that. Amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. So, and when I felt you and you said you were in between your spirit guides and yet you didn't really know who it was that was coming in for you and I described her without naming her and you seemed to be in accord with the mm -hmm. experiences you were having mm -hmm. and I said, this is probably who you're working with now. Yeah. Has that gone anywhere for you? Yeah, it has. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel uh, tethered. I feel also... I also feel... Through her, there's more. I don't feel like it's just one. 
right? I don't know if no, I can articulate. Right? She brings you. Yeah. She will. She will lead you. Yeah. And um, and the uh, overall energy, like if I could describe it in color, it's uh, the darkest ocean green. It's the darkest. Um, the darkest storm sky color. And in my dreams, uh, it's almost as if those colors are water colored over and it, it awakens me, my brain to pay attention because it's her, it's from messages. And when I say her, I almost feel like it's not, it's not necessarily like her person with a vagina. I feel it's more of a, uh, like a feminine energy. It's a feminine energy. It's not just like, I don't picture her as a, as she is pictured in the myths. Do you know what I mean? It's above. Yes, I do. Yeah. Right. And so because you were able to help me connect with her in that, um, overall broad stroke when she comes to me in she comes to me uh those messages i that i can't it's hard to articulate it's okay i'm able to uh switch on my conscious self and say here's this is the message this is a spiritual message this is um you know it allows me to be a more acute witch you know so, yeah. um, and, and that is what makes me feel better and tethered and no longer floundering. It's also, uh, you know, Kathy has made, has noticed this, that up until like in my forties, you know, flirting with perimenopause and now I'm like full into menopause. I hated the idea of being an old lady. I love the idea now of thinking. I think of myself as a crone, and I and just I love it. Thank you. I love it. Thank you. You just finished my thank sentence. Thank you. Making thank this you. connection. Thank you. I can't wait to be fifty. I first of all, I'm about to shit my pants. <laughs> Please don't. I won't. <laughs> I know it's we your first time it here. I promise it'll be gentle. <laughs> I but I have never in forty nine years I've never. ever heard you embrace your age. No, it has been like it is so annoying that because I love my birthday. You know, my birthday yeah. is a holiday for a month. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. Uh, it is every holiday combined into one i love my birthday and i love getting older and to have her when i want to celebrate her she's like me i celebrate the anniversary of my 27th birthday she's ridiculous it's so like whatever and so now to have her finally embrace can you let me finish can you let me finish let me just give you accolades for a minute let me be kind she to, to finally have her embrace how beautiful she is how uh, much she's grown how much you know just who like her whole life is so great to witness and of course it has to take an outside person to tell her that that i can, you know what i'm saying she listen to me <laughs> you're too close that's too close yeah, it's too so close. annoying i'm like well, she, you know what kathy your aunt i'm gonna answer your question she spoke a language like on yeah an intellect a, she spoke an intellectual language no, no, that no. i did <laughs> no 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 no, no. <laughs> she spoke about you know, she can speak in shadow. Yes, yes. And I can hear in shadow. 
You can't hear sister. <laughs> I, I speak sister. And also, you are you are so light. You are so light to my I, so dark. I am. I am. And so sometimes <laughs> I just look at you through that filter. I look at you through that filter, and I yes. I don't. You know, she's she. And she was meant to be the messenger. You were not. I'm so okay with that. Yeah. But actually, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna just say something. I gave you the twenty bucks. And you said, did. <laughs> Please listen to that lady. So we team did high five. Yay! Yeah, you did. And, and I did. I was like, you were the one true. who you were the one who got me out of you know the house that day. You made it very clear we needed to be there. You. Were, I really you did felt you were there for her. Her. It's it w- and also for me. I, I love. Talk, I love being with you and I think that that's that's definitely why we I was so the spirit was so clear I just wanted to do a side note just to help the listeners when we talk about spirit guides because I talk yeah. about spirit guides and we often they often tease me about it but I love that how this works is in your spiritual realm it's like having a team and there's a captain to your team I yeah. like that. Yeah. I like that. So my captain is Gabriel. And Gabriel, what he does uh, is he brings on, he brings the ascended masters or the energy, the vibration I need to get through certain chapters of my life. So from Gabriel, I've had since the since I was 15 and was able to identify and feel his vibration. I was, I knew that the, the saints and angels were my, my thing. However, in my late 20s, I was introduced to Yogananda. And he's an ascended master. And although I am the least yoga person, <laughs> and I was like, this makes no sense. But it came out to me in, in a channeling that, that I was working with uh, another soul group member. And she was like, okay, Kathy, you ready for your another ascended master? And I looked at her and I shook my head and we both said at the same time, Yogananda's here and I we couldn't stop laughing and I said what does he want to do with me I was like I hate yoga I'm not doing it I'm like I'm not doing yoga I'm I'm like was so against it but what he taught what he needed to teach me was the the foundation of mental yoga of manifestation beautiful yes and and I am so close he taught me how to write you have to write 30 minutes you have to read 30 minutes and you have to exercise 30 minutes when you when you pray you now have to put affirmations and you have to be okay by using God like because God is a taboo word with some people just like any other word because they automatically assume it's the guy with the beard and then people don't want to don't want to hear you so he taught me how to be a teacher how to be a mentor in the round scope gabriel teaches me as to be a messenger saint anthony teaches me how to write and speak clearly on the cuff you know every dimphna is when i work with people who have emotional needs and i use her predominantly because that's that's an energy that i use so I have Native American chiefs. I have, have Kath, Muppets. I have I have Fozzie Bear. I have energy that is so eclectic, like my music, because I draw the energies of what I need at the moment. And sometimes I have to use that energy for myself. So what Donna is now embracing, which you were able to help her, is to say there is um, there is an energy and vibration identical to your soul. That's going to understand you better than anybody else can possibly understand you. Gabriel understands me better than I understand myself. And I know it sounds kooky, but that is when you're in the spiritual realm, what that means. So 
that is why the synchronicity is so important because that's how you get to the next level. I point that out in my book several times when I'm working with the Norns and Hella, that they know what I need to learn and they yes. present the lesson in a way based yeah. upon what I know, but I have to take it from the intellect into the heart. Yes. And taking it from the heart into the, the soul spirit, yeah. and the spirit yeah. to make it fully embodied. And that's what I love about us, that yin and yang, because I do opposite. It comes straight from the heart, and then they have to explain it a hundred times for me to get it. <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay, because my heart, my heart's so strong and so big that I, I emotionally understand uh, so clearly. And that's why I get so muffled in my mind. I close it out. I have to ground myself so much because it's all in the heart. And I think that Don, that's why Don and I work so well together, because my heart is... Unlike you, Susan. Yeah, it's, it's intellectual before. It's, and it's and I'm so heart that that balance, my heart goes here in her head, her head goes to my heart because she can explain things to me to make my heart really understand what the vibration I'm having that sometimes I can't articulate. It's such a great balance. It's a necessary balance. It's a beautiful thing. I just know when I first met you, you were cute. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. So you're you. writing a book. Oh, yeah, I'm, tell us. I'm writing a book, and I'm calling it The Goddesses of the Nitty Gritty because they, oh, <laughs> they help me to understand my shadows and to understand myself on the basis of what my shadows had to teach me. Mm-hmm. We all have shadows. Not all of us look at our shadows. When you say shadows, if you can just explain that 101, shadows would be your... The repressed subconscious memories of things that are too painful to recall, traumas. Um, I'm sure there's a lot more that falls That's into perfect. it. That's perfect. But oh God, you're so, simple. so articulate. You're so articulate. Again, I'm feeling my heart led inferior. to your head so that people can understand. <laughs> because then I say words, I, have, I don't make sense. That's perfect. That's perfect. awesome. And so... Um, yeah, you sent me the chapter on Hella, which I just, I love, and I kept it on my phone, and when I have quiet moments, I keep reading it, and just like a good painting, every time I read it, I, I feel something else, I see something else, so I can Thank only you. imagine how, you know, years ago, I read a, a, a small-ish book called um, The Storyteller's Goddess, and it had different goddesses, uh, myths interpreted from a woman who channeled them, uh, you know, Shakti and, um, you know, Bridget and like the big ones, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And gosh, I, I think I read that in 1994 or something. It sticks with me. And I, I think it, uh, I have yet to read another goddess book with different goddesses that really I'm... I can't wait to read your goddess book is all I'm saying. Yeah. And so are you, are they um, goddesses strictly from the Norns? Most of them are related to the Norse pantheon. Um, The Norns are the three goddesses. I think I said before of fate and destiny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And by, and, and we say, I'm calling you Susan of the North because it is Norse. And that is like, Viking territory, it's the Swedes. Even older than the Vikings. The Vikings just became the romanticized history of the Norse people. Well, that's what the hawk told us. So that's what we (laughs) we have to We'll go with hawk message. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So keep going. I interrupted you. 
So, um, yeah, the Norns are very practical. They deal with the weave. They deal with the past, present, and the future and how we create our own situations. Physics would say the law of action and reaction. Um, but it doesn't have to be physics. Our emotional states lead us into things. We can make choices unconsciously, and we can make choices consciously. Mm-hmm. And the ones that we make unconsciously often get us in trouble because sometimes it's our shadows that are triggering us. So mm-hmm. in the book, I'm trying to explore through my own experience how to witness yourself mm-hmm. so that you can begin to see those patterns emerge and begin to make conscious choices not to allow that script to run the sequence of events that you're yeah, engaged right. in. Because some people have difficulty at work, some people have a lot of automobile accidents. Some people have things coming out of right. the shadows of their right. subconscious that right. just constantly trip them up, and they don't know why. And I believe we all deserve to have a happy, good life. Can I just say, yes, amen to that. Can I have a high five? Again. Again, <laughs> because I have that on the board, right? Um, I have an affirmation board in the living room, and the one thing I said, it's okay to be happy. Yeah. It's really okay to be happy when Nico was coming into the world because we have had so many of shadows try in our life, Sophie and I, um, that she had, is it okay if I talk about this? So I'm looking at something that she had so much worry about her baby having some issues. And I looked at her and I said, you know what, Sophie, it's okay that we have a healthy baby and it's okay that we have a happy life and it's okay to be happy and things don't have to be ugly. I said, I think it's okay. And I, and I think that's an important message, you know, for people out there who just have guilt that they're happy. They, some people live in guilt because they feel like they're not learning or they're not doing something. You can learn something without being unhappy. And every issue, <laughs> every funny. issue has mm-hmm. a gift. Yes. You can go through the most painful things in your life and find a gift in them. That's, a, yes, you know, gifts in the ugly package. It's like years ago, I had a, a teacher I loved a Gurdjieff teacher I just loved, and she was passing from cancer. And nobody wants that. No. But I learned that the gift of cancer was that you can have time to say goodbye, you can have yes. time with people. I've said that. Yeah. That's with I our agree. dad. With our with our own father, we were given a stopwatch. That's right. And boy, yeah. we had a good time. It was great. And we were able to talk about his, like he had a, a strong hand in um, our memorial service for him. Like he helped us plan it to a certain degree. And that was a gift. Yeah. You know, knowing that he had a short amount of time left was an absolute gift. And sometimes I am one when people tell me they're getting divorced, I'm usually like, that's awesome. Or they quit a job. I'm like, good for you. I like, I don't, those, those those changes that happen with failure and feelings of shame, I usually, I'm, I celebrate that. But instead of people wallowing in that, you know, pan of hot water like a frog, I like when they hop out, <laughs> you know. And don't forget the fear factor. Yeah. yeah. I understand that through my own life experience. We were just talking about that in our last that episode. Was my, that was my uh, inspiration of the week on Patreon. The armadillo came out. And the armadillo is about those boundaries within yourself to not to get out of that shell as and they and it's about fear. And that's your jail cell is like when you create that fear that you don't go out of in the open and experience. 
And I think that is a really consistent dynamic message of what's happening in this cycle going on. And we have to hold truth to that and really listen, because if you're hearing it over and over and over again, then, then there's a message to listen. If you'd like to, if you'd like to, but listen to that, then then really reflect on what's holding you back. And that's why having spirit guides and having some tools to help you in a meditative state to help you through that path to help you in that. And there's also another old saying too. I mean, thoughts are images that we have created. So the idea of fear, the idea of the disallow, the idea of the disconnect is all stemming from something within us. It's not going on outside of us. So often when you meet a shadow in life, it's a mirror for what's going on within you. Right. And that we can take a look at that issue for us and see where it's going. That's why I like the 30 minutes of writing every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, Or the 30 minutes of meditation. Yeah. Or even walking, because walking meditation is, is great meditation. for, for yeah. letting Open things awareness. come up when your mind yeah. is otherwise closed to that happening. Hmm. It's uh, false expectations appearing real, right? Right. Stephen Thier say that. So uh, I think that that is such a great. That's a. I want to hear. Give us a couple of more goddesses that you're writing about. Okay, so I've mentioned the Norns. Their Urder is the past. Hmm. Virdandi is the present, and Skuld is the is the future. They appear as crone, mother age, and youth, respectively. Maiden, yeah. Then mm-hmm. I work with um, Hella a mm-hmm. lot. Um, last year, Odin stepped in. Not a goddess, right. but Odin stepped in. Yeah. And I've been guided to work with the Valknut as I saw it in a book by Thomas Carlson, which is only available in German. So I'm having to like do the whole translation thing, oh even gosh. though I don't speak German. I have trouble with closed but caption. I just can't. <laughs> I'm so respecting you because I just got your determination. But but mm-hmm. I'm you know the the he depicts the goddesses and gods of the Valknut. I mean Odin had two brothers, mm-hmm. Vili and V, mm-hmm. but there's some thought in the in the historical people talking that Vili and V were also Heiner and Loki, mm-hmm. or Loder was another name for right. Loki, right. which makes a lot more sense to me in the scheme of things, takes it away from the abstract and brings it into the personal. Then there's that's the positive a- aspect of the triad uh-huh. of the Valknut. The negative or passive aspect of the Valkanu is Hela, her mm-hmm. her two brothers Fenris and Jormungund, who are the wolf of greed, who had to be bound against the ending of the world, or he would have consumed it all. And Jormungund Odin threw into around mm-hmm. the middle Middle Earth right. to be the serpent of Midgard. And there's a lot of kind of connections there that I don't really have. I don't right. think we have a lot of time to no. go into now. No, but I think that but, you bringing this up is giving then, me a little intrigue of what and then they're going to expect. The Norns are the other, the third aspect, the neutralizing or equalizing force of the Valknut. And I'm, I don't know if anybody else has ever talked about in this way, but I was in the Gurdjieff work for a number of years and I still practice. What is that? Gurdjieff, let me finish this topic yeah. and then okay. I'll get on to the other one. So we have the three aspects of, of the positive or affirming force, the passive recep- reciprocating or negative force, and the neutralizing or equalizing force, which is also found in chemistry. 
Mm-hmm. And Gurdjieff talked about it as being very old and is also as the tri- the Trinity, the Holy Trinity. Right. It comes down to us. Mm-hmm. And you see many art forms of gods or goddesses with three faces is another aspect of this thing. You ask me who Gurdjieff was. He was a, I like the term sage, but when you get to some of these aspects, there's just no language that adequately describes right. someone. He could be called a philosopher, esotericist. He's like Mekhajadek. I don't. Oh, oh Mek- yes. Yeah, he's yes. like Mekhajadek. Yes. Yeah. But he was probably, I don't know if I have all my historical facts correct, so don't quote me on this, but I, I think he was born around 1890 and passed away in 1949, but he was born to of Greek and Albanian mm-hmm. descent and he and friends of his traveled around the world, like, around their area of the world. They called themselves the Seekers of Truth. And Gurdjieff brought, was given his life task to bring these teachings to the world. So to make it very simple, um, people, we can say that we are physical people, emotional people, and intellectual people. Mm-hmm. And that you can follow any one of those aspects toward enlightenment but you're going to get stalled at a certain point because you haven't developed along all three lines equally so what Gurdjieff brought to the west from the orient was a method he called the fourth way Mm -hmm. and through self-observation through the practice of conscious labor and intentional suffering you can unite those aspects of yourself right so that you're not automatic but Mm -hmm. more conscious so that's all very brief but I think <laughs> it's 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 intriguing where I can't stop listening to you. Yeah. Whether you understand this or not, and it's complicated, if you can just rewind, if you're listening on the podcast, if you even rewind it a little bit, listen again, it's the positive, it's the negative, it's the energies in between. It's that you are more spiritual than you are physical. And to gain that important consciousness of your life creating that aspects for balance is the purpose to move forward. Aye, aye, Captain. All right, let's do a <laughs> high five. I think, I think that's good. Oh, high five. Aye, aye, aye. Awesome. All right. Now we're going to, I can't wait, we're going to take a break. Yes. We're going to eat pie Ooh. for Sophie. Pie. And then we're going to do a rune forecast for, and we're going to film it for Patreon. We might do a little Facebook Live too. Awesome. Anyway, Thank you so much. Susan, so... This will probably be the first time you're on our podcast because it won't are, be the last. That's right. We have a lot have more to talk you. about. And um, uh, we're going to put the things that you've mentioned, the books and stuff on our reference page on our website. Yeah. And I can't wait until your book is done. and We'll talk about that. And you never know, there might be a workshop with the sisters are in and you in the future. Don't know. So how do people find you and your blog? They can um, find me on Facebook as Susan Hintz Epstein. They, my my WordPress blog name is nornerscorner.com. Let me spell that. N-O-R-N-I-R-S-C-O-R-N-E-R.com. Um and can people contact you for a rune reading? I'm more than happy for people to contact me for a rune reading. I'll give you my cell phone number as 518-947-0645. If I don't answer right away, please leave a voicemail and I'll get back to you as soon as I get the message. I don't have 
cell service yeah. where I live. Mm-hmm. And email. Email is susan dot h-i-n-t-z dot e-p-s-t-e-i-n at gmail.com. And uh, a personal, I, I, what? Okay. <laughs> and we'll have it. We will put that in the, we'll put that on the reference page um, uh, on our website. Sophie will remember to remind me of that. And uh, as someone who has had a rune reading with you, I can't recommend it enough. If you haven't decided what you want for Christmas, get, that's a, reading, a, great idea. get a reading with Susan. Highly suggest it. Or Halloween, because that's what we celebrate. Okay. Susan, until next time. Thank you. Thank you, Susan. Thank you. Yay. High five. Woohoo. That was it was fun. Hour. Open up my window.